Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast. It is Jensen and Rachel, and we are here to bring you a very exciting episode. Um, We are titling this one, Being Raw Milk and Liver Girlies, and... We will get into what that means, Um, but we are super pumped about this episode. This is something we are very passionate about, um, and we've been wanting to talk about this, and we could talk about this for a while, so who knows how long this one is going to be, but we'll start with some life updates. So Rachel, why don't you fill us in? What's new? What's happening? Yeah, so um, not much has been happening in my life lately. It's been pretty low-key, which is a good thing sometimes. I guess the most recent update is... Um, I went to Florida with my family. So my husband and I went with my in-laws and my parents and we just enjoyed a week down there. Um, We did do Disney. It was my first time at Disney and it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know that I'd go back right away. We tried to do all four parks in a day, which was pretty exhausting, but I thought that Disney was pretty cool that they had everything like down to a system. You know, they're just so on top of stuff and the architecture and just like the way they run things was really cool. But yeah, we just enjoyed a week down in Florida in the sunshine. It was a nice break from the cold Pennsylvania weather. Just got some good vitamin D and relaxation. But yeah, so it was lots of fun. Um, But anyway, Jensen, what's your life update that you have for us? Nothing too crazy, I guess. I'll just tell you what's like happening this weekend and then the next weekend in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents are coming to town. They actually will be here in a few hours so my parents so we need to wrap it up <laughs> and they didn't even leave yet we can, we can talk a lot more um so my parents live um where Rachel and I are both from I should have given them a ride probably could have planned that out somehow um they're from Punxsutawney so they're like three and a half ish hours away so don't see them as often as if if they lived in the same town as me so they try to make trips out here and I try to get home um but yeah I'm super excited for them to come they haven't been out here and I think like two or three months so I just made dinner reservations for us tomorrow night they'll come to church with us on Sunday so it should be a really fun weekend mm-hmm. um and then the following weekend is our youth retreat that um I shared on the first episode that Logan and I we serve as high school youth leaders at our local church um and we lead the 10th graders so um, I help lead the 10th grade girls and he leads the 10th grade guys and it's every Monday night, and it is just, like, the highlight of our week. Like, we love our kids so much. We love all the leaders there. It's just a really amazing youth program. And the winter retreat is, like, the highlight of the year, basically. And it's, like, a four-day retreat. So um, I'm super excited for it. Like, we've been talking about it for months now. We're, like, winter retreat is coming up. So, yeah, a lot of, like, so a lot of fun things planned in the next few weekends. I feel like we've been trying to like lay low in January because mm-hmm. we have like it's between, it's between eight and ten weddings this year we had eight weddings last year we just feel like we are always on the go mm-hmm. that is like our one thing people are like oh my gosh you travel so often and it's like it just seems like the schedule fills up so falls, we started yeah. off our year in January like barely traveling and it was the best thing for us and I just feel mm-hmm. such a peace about especially January being such a good cold winter month um, it was just really nice to be home and to rest because I knew that the rest of the year is kind of going to pick up soon. So, yeah, some fun weekends coming up. But, so yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's my life update. Nothing too crazy. I but. love it. So exciting. Very good. Okay. Well, that's kind of like 
our updates. Yeah. So should we get into Let's it? Let's get into it. Okay. So today we're talking about raw milk and liver and being raw milk and liver girlies, which is just kind of a fun play on the fact that we consume those two things. Um, so I guess we'll start with the raw milk yeah. section mm-hmm. and we'll try to like go into these, but not like go nuts. Yeah. Um, but kind of explain what is it? Why do we consume it? What are the pros? What are the cons? Um, just kind of like lay it out. Just talk about it, right? Okay, so raw milk, what is it? It is milk from the cow. It's raw milk. It's not pasteurized, so it's not put through the process of killing off all the bacteria, which is what pasteurization does. It's like from the teat to the bottle, you know? like <laughs> Literally. You know how you used to watch the old movies and they're like putting it in the pail and then like put a cup in the pail and drink it or... I don't know. No one watched movies that did that. I don't know. Was it like pictures online? I have that image in my head for some reason. Um, Yeah, that's what raw milk is. So there's two types of raw milk. There is the kind that cows are milked with the intent of sending the milk off to get pasteurized. So normally that's done in like filthier conditions where the cows either have mastitis or or maybe on antibiotics or hormones to avoid infection or diseases, um, which that stuff passes to you through the milk, even with the pasteurization process. So be very wary. Um, But that milk's basically like, that's like a big commercial farm where they're milking cows to send the milk away so that it goes to like the production facility and you buy it in the store. The other kind of raw milk is the kind intended for people to buy and drink raw so that needs to have really clean conditions so um that's going to be where they're keeping the facilities clean keeping the cow really clean um the milk is going straight into the bottle it's bottled on farm um it's not like shipped away to be processed you can go to that farm watch the milk watch them bottle they hopefully are often testing for negative bacteria making sure there's not something like listeria and really staying on top of the health and sanitary conditions of their milk. Um, You know, I was having a conversation with Logan this morning and I was saying, yeah, Rachel and I are going to be filming our raw milk podcast. And I wanted to share this comment on there. You know, raw milk, I think the term raw scares people, Mm -hmm. but really it's just, just, it's just milk. Like the milk, (laughs) that's actually milk. Raw milk should be called milk. And then the stuff in the grocery store should be called like pasteurized pasteurized or or like bacteria free or or something commercialized or it's been like, cause the stuff in the store is not the milk that you get from a cow. Like that is the stuff that's been like super denatured processes processes done to it. Whereas like raw milk is literally just milk that God designed. God designed a cow. God designed the milk. And that is like what he intended. And I mean, I'm sure we'll get into more benefits, but like the taste of raw milk is above and beyond. Yeah. And delish. Yes. So yeah. So milk, like we were talking about, some milk is pasteurized. So it's interesting because, you know, I said this isn't a research podcast, but your girl did a little bit of research. Of a little you, bit. Of course you uh, did. A little bit. So um, why is milk pasteurized? You know, I wanted wanted to find out, which I did already know some of this, but I was hoping I could more clearly communicate it, mm-hmm. so I put a little extra effort into it. Um, so raw milk, just milk from the cow, was consumed for literally thousands of years. Like, that was milk, like we were just talking about. 
And then in the 1850s, I think it was, there was this scandal that happened. Oh, no. Called the Swill Milk Scandal. Ooh, tell us in more. In Brooklyn, New York. Um, so with the Industrial Revolution, a lot more people moved to cities because that's where, like, the corporations were that you could get jobs, right? Because everything was becoming industrialized, which... Ask me about the Industrial Revolution another time. It completely changed the whole culture <laughs> of the world, or not the world, the country. And I have a lot of opinions on the Industrial Revolution. Didn't know I was a history girly, did you? Didn't know. Um, okay, so people are moving into cities, and then that's resulting in people being in closer quarters. They don't have as much land. So, you know, back then, people had their own land. Everybody had a cow, had some chickens, had this, had that, or their neighbor did. And they, like, you know, bartered and swapped goods. Well, so they're moving into cities. They don't have access to land like that. So they're dependent on like bigger corporations for things, right? Which were just starting to come about. So they, I don't know who it was. They, probably the government. I don't know, the officials of Brooklyn. I don't know. Moved a bunch of cows into a big warehouse where they didn't get sunlight or any good stuff. Fed them literal piles of trash and the leftovers from the process of whiskey distillation, so like alcohol scraps and trash. And then 8,000 babies died that year from drinking bad milk. So you'd think they'd be like, oh, maybe we should make it better conditions. No, instead they said, hey, let's take the milk and put it in big like containers and completely heat it and zap it to death to get rid of all the bacteria. Even though milk has really good natural bacteria, for our gut, for our health, and like these good properties, we're just gonna kill everything so no one gets sick. So, okay, I mean, two solutions there, they picked one, whatever. Fast forward, we're at the point where refrigeration exists now, that raw milk can be bottled and shipped safely to consumer without having as big of impacts of probably as many deaths from like babies having bad milk because of bad practices, but, We've just stuck to the pasteurization. So that's kind of interesting, the way it came about. And I think another thing to note is when you're buying from big companies, big corporations like your milk in the grocery store, there can be – there are issues with that. I feel like they're just not as talked about. But I know that like when you're buying from like your local farmer – it's so much easier to find that trust of like you see the animals, you can see the processes, the way and they're treated. you can yeah. see the way they're treated, and they have a reputation. If someone gets sick off their raw milk, like it could literally shut them down. So they make sure that mm-hmm. if like if there's a cow that's sick, they're not going to milk. Like they they go to the standards, or at least if you find a good farm that does, because they want to make sure that all of the milk that they're producing is of the highest quality. Yeah, and raw milk is not without risk. Like I'm not yeah. saying that like. There's not risk of some illness there. A lot of food, there is risk of illness Sushi. with it. Sushi, lunch meat. There are like things that you can get foodborne spinach, illnesses from. Literally from like mixed Egg greens shells. and spinach. So you have to be careful with everything. Raw milk, there's a risk of listeria sometimes with it. If the like, if it's not completely clean practices or something contaminates the milk if you're getting your raw milk from a good source they should be testing Mm -hmm. their milk batches to see if it's safe milk to drink but also with a foodborne illness like that I feel like people aren't as scared of it with something like sushi or Mm -hmm. like literally chipotle's romaine lettuce is always on recall yeah for giving people isn't it e-coli wasn't jiff peanut butter on recall this past year 
But like, God forbid you get raw milk and there's foodborne illness from that, like listeria here or there. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, woo, go get raw milk and get your listeria all the time. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who actually did get listeria once from raw milk. And my tummy was upset for like two weeks. And thankfully I am a healthy 20 something year old. So I wasn't in a category where I, I might be at risk of that being a bigger health concern. And I think that's something to take into factor. But I did want to point out, yes, there is that risk, but I think you have to weigh and balance that, that there's also that risk with other foods. So you just have to be conscientious of that. But also if you're getting it from a good source and a good farmer, there should be checks there of they're doing the testing and you can see those practices and it's being done clean and well. Yeah. Do you want to talk about when you switch to raw milk and what your process of like where you get your raw milk from? What does that look like for you? Yeah. Okay. So I switched to raw milk. I, I can't exactly pinpoint it. Probably between one to two years ago. It's over one. Probably like one and a half to two. Um, just basically the more I, I was able to research it, learn about it. We had always just had grocery store milk in the house. And it really wasn't, once I learned more about it, it really wasn't consistent with the way I conduct like the rest of my life health-wise. It didn't align with the way I was eating. I really try to focus on foods that are unaltered for the most part, that are just whole nutritious from the earth or from an animal. And so knowing that milk at the grocery store was going through a process and especially one of the things for me was a lot of that is done on the factory level and I'm someone that's always said I could be a vegetarian or a vegan easily if I didn't think there was such benefit to healthy source meat because I don't agree with the practices of commercial farming I don't think animals are treated respectfully or the way like God would intend for us to but I think when you take it to a smaller scale and you see a local farmer respectfully treating that animal, that's something I much prefer over like the large industrial commercialized. So it was just more in line in general with the way I think about food and like to consume food and purchase food. So I like the taste of raw milk. It is rich, it is creamy, it is way more fattening in all the good ways and it has Good bacteria, good stuff for your gut. Um, I live in a rural part of Pennsylvania, so there are a lot of local farmers around that you can get to know, you can buy from. The one farm in particular there um, does raw milk, and they're like a pretty popular farm store now, um, and they test really often, and it was actually really easy because they have like an online store you can order. They come and do drop-offs in different towns, or you can run out there. Um, so I had gotten for them for a long time. They have raised their prices because supply and demand and mm -hmm. they have the market on it. And I'm actually working on potentially getting from a new source, um, which is ridiculously cheap, three bucks a gallon. But it is like you have to show up at the farm at either 5.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m. every day except Sunday and be there with your bottle to be filled. So it's kind of like limiting in that you have to go and get it and get it refrigerated yourself right away. But um, you can't beat the price. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm have to go there. But ultimate goal is to have my own cow because if I'm out there milking that cow, this would be once we move right now, we don't have the capacity. I've got cheese to make, I've got butter to make, cream, ice cream, I've got milk, 
It would just, I, I keep telling everyone, I want a cow. I want a cow. My husband told me when we move, I can get a cow. So I'm impatiently waiting. I saw this thing. It was like Valentine's Day. It was like things like to send your husband to get you for Valentine's Day. And it was just like a picture of a cow. And I'm like, most was girl. it like one of the cute Scottish Highland cows? Well, it was no, it was like a milking cow. It was, like, a it was milk like, cow. It was like a crunchy account. Like I don't want a diamond ring. Like I want to be able to like produce. My I own want milk. a cow and pasture and. My story is pretty. A Scottish si- cordress. My yes, my story is pretty similar. I what's I started about like mm, almost a year ago. There is this farm that I drive past when I come home from like my workout classes and it always said raw milk and I was always intrigued by it but I was like it was you have to go down this road and I was like I'm nervous I don't know what it's like do I like have to have cash like I passed it every day for probably seven or eight months and then I was researching raw milk and I was like maybe I should try this out so I drive back this road and then it's like I see the owner and they're like it's in the barn and I'm like okay so I walk into this barn and the cows are literally right there. Like, there's, like, nine cows. I'm, like, walking right past them. And they're just, like, staring at me. And I'm, like, this is kind of cool. And there's, like, setting the scene for you. There's, like, worship music playing over the speakers. And then there's this fridge in the back. Mm-hmm. And it's basically glass jugs like, this is a of raw milk. <laughs> and you can either Venmo or cash. And The fact that they Venmo. I know. Very it's great. Okay. If you, if, you, if you look at my Venmo account, it literally says milk. milk, 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 milk. Yeah. That's the milk only. Milk mommy. I'll be, like. I, that's the only reason I honestly keep my Venmo. Um, and I brought it home and I tried it and I was like, this is phenomenal. Like I never drank milk ever. Never was a milk drinker. I religiously used almond milk for smoothies, for coffee. And then I discovered almond milk and I pulled up some of the ingredients and like the most common almond milks. Um, so let's talk about milk is just milk. Milk, one ingredient, it is milk. And almond milk, you have gelin gum, ascorbic acid, cane sugar, locust bean gum, gum, sunflower lectin, and natural flavor, whoever, whatever that What's is. What's natural flavor? Nobody knows. What is that? That's a whole other episode. Is it natural? Is, they just say natural Give me flavor. the proof. Tell what me is what, natural Tell me what flavor. is natural. But I was like, wow, I'm putting, all, like, my body did not want to absorb all those ingredients, whereas, like, like God designed cows and milk for us to consume it, and Milk, and we will get into the nutrition benefits, but it is night and day nutrition-wise better for you. So yeah. I bought raw milk. Logan never drank milk either. He's like, milk upset my stomach. And I just want to side note, a lot of people that can't digest dairy try raw milk. I literally have it right here. Yes. I just have to say yes. it. It contains, raw milk contains the enzyme lactase, which makes it easier to digest the milk. It helps stimulate the digestion of dairy. When you pasteurize, it kills that enzyme. So a lot of people that are lactose intolerant might not experience lactose intolerance with raw milk because the enzyme, it's perfectly created that the enzyme is in it to help you digest it without you getting that lactase, lactose intolerant icky yeah. tummy. So if you think you can't have dairy, I would try raw milk. So anyways, we got the raw milk. I give it to Logan. Logan is, looks me in the eye. He's like, this is like the best milk I've ever had. And I'm like, I know. It's incredible. So now I truly get it twice a week. We have a refillable glass jug. And I've gotten so many people on this train. My in-laws, I took them like raw milk over. And they're like, oh my gosh. Like now I pick them up raw milk sometimes. Um, one of our friends, Thomas, 
he was like weary to try it and he came over one night and Logan was like Thomas just try it like it, just try a sip of like, it and I the like, worst it's gonna do yeah. is like give you the poops for like, two weeks yeah. if you get a food borne illness yeah, like, which was a very very just like when you get food poisoning like, yeah so he tries he like literally plugs his nose as he's drinking it he thinks it's like, gonna like it's smell bad milk. and I'm like it's just milk Thomas and he um has a sip of it and then he like sets it down and he's like thinking about it and then he has another sip of it I have a video of this it's so funny and then he just like hugs me and he's like oh my gosh this is the best milk I've ever had I need to post the video (laughs) like he was so excited because he was like this is just the best milk and it's like now I like pick up that milk sometimes and it's yeah raw milk has truly changed my life and I'm now like a milk drinker and I never was but it's and again Rachel was saying more fattening but it's good fats it's good nutrients for your body and I'll let her dive into all those nutrients there are tons of nutrients in there so many and good things for your immune system immune factors so there's probiotics we love probiotics um there are enzymes yes the one that helps you digest um the lactose in it but other healthy enzymes there's healthy fats and proteins there's vitamins, there's immunoglobins, globins. I think it's globins, maybe. I am not a um not scientist. I speak my own language sometimes. <laughs> I pronounce things oddly. I make up more words. So just give me grace. Just bear um, with us. <laughs> but all of those things are destroyed when you pasteurize. So that's kind of what raw milk has going for it is that it has all those good things still in there and Raw milk, there have been studies that show it to correlate with lower asthma and allergy rates in children um, and um, improved eczema too. So it can definitely help some of these things, which I think that's interesting too because um, your immune system, of course, impacts your whole body and most of your immune system, I think it's like 70%, lives in your gut. So when you're taking in something that's healthy for your gut that has these good enzymes and probiotics and vitamins and fats and nutrients, it's going to help your overall immune system and some of those inflammatory conditions to improve or not exist. I'm just making a note. Can we link this little chart of pasteurized milk versus raw milk? Yes. Because it, Let's link it. shows so or we can post what? on our Instagram. Yeah. It shows you literally all of these nutrients. And how in the pasteurized milk, basically, like, they're destroyed, denatured, damaged. And then in raw milk, they're 100% active. Like, you're getting every single nutrient in its best form when you eat it the raw way. I also wanted to say, I forgot I wanted to say this. So, like, I think people are apprehensive about this. Because we're just used to, like, we grew up, or at least I grew up, that you just go to the grocery store and you get your milk there. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad did not grow up that way. My mom took glass bottles to the local farm and they gave her milk yes it was pasteurized but that's how they got their milk each week or there used to be the milkman yes my dad lived on a farm and they milked a cow every day so they were drinking raw milk they weren't pasteurizing it my my parents are like just getting close to 60 they're not even there yet like this is new that we only trust the grocery Mm -hmm. store go back 50 years go back 75 years People had cows or they had a local farmer or they were having the milkman come. We weren't just going to the store and getting it. And I think there's a lot to be said for knowing where your food's sourced from. And we've lost that in a lot of our food that it's just become convenient and commercialized and like a big industry and taking it back to 
a basic place where you're knowing where that source is coming mm-hmm. from. I think that's healthier. But also I think it's not as taboo and scary as it sounds. Like why is it so taboo and scary? Like our yeah. parents probably grew up drinking yeah. milk like this or your grandparents. Like when you put it into a perspective, think about like if you go, like I, I thought about this. I picked up raw milk this morning, which it always just, I when I it's on the way in for my workout. So I go to my workout and I go and I pick it up and it just – truly brightens my day because I literally see the cows and they're just so cute and I know that my milk came from these happy healthy animals I see that they're treated well the farmers are usually the owners of the farm are always there they're so friendly like it is just an amazing and I an amazing place and these animals are just yet treated well so I know that my milk is going to be good whereas like if you go to the grocery store do you know what? Would you know what kind of conditions those cows were in? Maybe they were in great conditions, but maybe they were literally in this farm, packed in, eating terrible food, never seeing sunlight. Mm-hmm. Like we just don't. You don't know. You, don't know. You, you just have to live with that risk. And you know what? That's okay. You might be fine with living with that risk. And obviously, we are with a lot of things. I mean, we get so many things at the grocery mm-hmm. store. But milk is one thing. If you're able to, and again, you know, if you're listening to this and we'll get into this, but some places are not as easily accessible. I'm very grateful where I live, Rachel, you are like, we have farmers, we have, it's legal in our state. It's not legal in some states, which is Mm -hmm. just like mind blowing that like, yeah, that blows my mind that it's not legal. Can we talk about though, if you are looking and you are interested in getting raw milk, you can go to realmilk.com to look up a farm close to you with milk. Or there is always the option to find a local farm that has dairy cows and ask them if they will sell it to you, even if they sell that milk for pasteurization, if they have clean practices that they would be willing to sell that and you pay them cash or trying to find someone who will or get your own cow. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the most (laughs) achievable one, although some of us have it as a goal. And five years from now, I'm hoping to have my own cow just be... I can't wait for this podcast to still be going strong. And then we're just getting life updates about Rachel and her cow. And my cow. Yeah. And yeah. And that's my husband's like, are you really going to go out and milk your cow? Like 5.30 a.m., 5.30 p.m. And I'm like, watch me. I'm like, you want to see me slap on the muck boots while still in my jammies and go out with my cow and milk the cow? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Just wait for it. Like. (laughs) Right? So do you have anything else to add about raw milk? I feel like we like hit on it. But I guess. Um, something else I do want to add is just saying if you're not in a place where you feel comfortable um, switching to raw milk, like you just, you don't want to make that change yet. Maybe it's just not where you're at in your health journey. Maybe you do have underlying health risks and you just can't risk um, having any kind of sickness from that or for whatever reason. I think finding a locally sourced milk is a great first step in making a healthier choice with your Um, milk or dairy source so finding a farm where you can go and meet the farmer you can see how the cows are treated um, what the milking process is like if you want to and even if that's like pasteurized milk and you want to stick to pasteurized milk I think that's fine but I think that's a great first transition is finding a local source of that and um, really making sure you know where it comes from and then like in the future if you want to switch to raw milk you already have a great first step like you're on the path And if not, and you want to stick to that, it's still a healthier choice you've made. So yeah, I think that would be the main thing I would add. Yeah, I would just say like, if you're able to try it, try it out because I honestly think you do, you won't go back. Mm -hmm. Like I know we're talking about all the nutrients and knowing your farmer, but like a lot of the reason why people consume food is for taste. And I guarantee you, if you have a side-by-side of raw milk versus store-bought milk, the raw milk will taste a million times better. It is just like 
so much creamier, so much more flavorful. You'll you'll realize that the milk in the store is just very watered down and you'll never go mm-hmm. back. So just try yeah, it. Absolutely. So I guess we're going to go into the liver. Liver. We talked about this a little in our last episode, right? But let's talk about it a little bit more. So Jensen shared she likes to cook liver and loves to eat it with some butter and honey. And, you know, props to her. I love that for her. Thank you. I hate that for me. I know. I gag at liver. Like, when I get my raw liver out and I am cutting it up, I am like, <laughs> like literally gagging. I have texture issues already with meat. Um, liver's got a unique texture. So even just the thought of chewing it or eating it like raw like that grosses me out. I personally, the way I consume my liver is I do like to consume it raw for on like a daily basis. I get my liver out. I cut it into really small pieces. I freeze it in the freezer on a flat baking sheet. The pieces separated. And then once they're frozen, I cut them even smaller. So they're like a little pill, okay? Mm-hmm. Put them in a glass container or a baggie of some sort in the freezer. And every day, if I'm going to take supplements or I'm going to eat breakfast, just pop them down with water and swallow them whole. They're like really tiny pieces like pills. That's the only way I'm doing raw liver right there. I'm not eating raw liver in a pate. I'm not just eating it plain. I know I have seen girls who are just like, you know, downing the raw liver and power to them, but that will I'm never not, be I'm me. I'm not there yet. Um, so that is how I daily make sure I get some liver in. And and we talked about there's so many nutrient benefits and properties, and I think we can go into that more. But um, yeah, so liver's a scary topic. Uh, it sounds disgusting, like we talked about mm-hmm. on our last episode. You think of like a grandparent, liver and onions, yuck, but there's so many health benefits to it. I heard that some, it's like when animals are like killing their prey, they won't go for like the muscle meats first. They will go for the liver and the heart because they know that those are the most nutrient, nutrient, dense. Nu- nutrient dense foods. And it's like animals know it. Like mm-hmm. we need to hop on that train. Yeah, animals are way more <laughs> instinctual than us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. Should we share some of the benefits of eating liver? Do you we, think? We can. I mean, there's a lot of them. And then share, maybe we'll share some of the benefits of eating liver, how we eat it not raw. Like I shared how I eat it yeah. raw some. And then where to get liver and just, yeah. Anything else? I want to start out with, okay. the, let's start with the nutrients. Yeah. So we've talked about this before. It is like, liver is like the most nutrient dense food. Um, there's so many nutrients in it and it is a great source of iron great source of protein um really it's like nature's multivitamin vitamin i was gonna say vitamin a is huge yeah it has a such high levels of vitamin a um we should share one of like i've seen i've seen little graphics people have shared i mean i didn't create this that it shows like the vitamin A in the foods known as the highest vitamin yes, A rich. Yeah. I think like spinach is one of yep. them compared to liver. And it's like far and beyond. It's like four to like 4,000. And we're not even exaggerating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's wild. And there's just so many minerals and vitamins mm-hmm. in liver. Um, it also has choline in it, which helps to regulate your metabolism. And it can help with fertility because of all the good vitamins and minerals mm-hmm. in it. Um, the other thing is I think... Liver is just 
like we said, it's it's kind of a superfood, mm-hmm. and you don't even realize mm-hmm. it. And it sounds gross, but if you're looking at it as a thing that can benefit your health, like for me, I think that's why I consume it. It's not like I'm like, oh, I love liver. That's my favorite food. Or like I'm going to order liver and onions at a restaurant. It's more like this is something that has so many health benefits that I'm going to find a way to consume Mm -hmm. a small amount of it Mm -hmm. to help support my body. And I think when we're talking about like raw versus cooked liver, any type of liver you consume is going to be good. The reason I try to consume some raw liver every day is because when you cook it, some of those nutrient mm-hmm. and vitamin properties are kind of killed off with the heat yeah. point. When it's raw, they're there. Like, so you're getting all those nutrients from a raw piece yeah. of liver. One thing is, we call it nature's multivitamin, but if you look at the vitamins in it, like, you're paying for a lot of those vitamins in, like, pills from the store, like supplements. supplements. Like, yeah. liver is so affordable. I talked about in the last episode that people literally are giving me their liver from their animals because they're like we don't want this like and you're you're like, you don't know what you're missing you don't, you're, i'm literally saving so much money on not buying a multivitamin pill because it is so nutrient dense yeah and you can if like the whole idea of like buying liver and cutting it and freezing it or cooking it grosses you out there are options like you can buy almost supplements yeah um, I think it's the perfect brand. The perfect brand, has the yeah. desiccated liver. Yeah. And it's like a supplement. Like it's capsuled yeah. like a pill would be. And you can take that. Um, I know women um, trying to get pregnant or increase their fertility. I know some women that have done that. Um, and just people in general. Um, I think also you can buy like meats where it's already like say ground beef or bison mm-hmm. mixed with liver. I think force of nature. Yeah. Has a lot of those where they mix in organ meats, not even just liver. Sometimes it's like heart, tongue, all the organs, liver mixed in with ground beef. So you can use it for like tacos or meatloaf or something that you'd use ground beef for without noticing it or having to be the one to grind it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to deal with it, that's, I mean, you're definitely going to pay more money. Um, But you can also do those things yourself. Like when you're making tacos, just throw in like maybe... Maybe like a 15th of the taco meat is literally liver. It's just a small amount, but you only need a small amount. We're, when we eat liver, like Rachel was saying, she eats literally like a pill size of it. When I eat it, it's probably like an ounce of it maybe. Like I'm not yeah. saying like eat a steak of liver because one, that's gross. Two, you don't need it. Like you literally can get all those nutrients mm-hmm. in just a small portion. Yeah, uh, completely. Like it doesn't have to be huge amounts. You don't want to overdo it. But I think there's a lot of ways to kind of be um nifty about the way you consume it if the idea grosses you out for me yeah literally just swallowing it like a Mm -hmm. pill is the easiest thing um but definitely if you want to kind of incorporate it especially if you're like someone with kids that they're not going to be able to swallow a pill or they're not Mm -hmm. going to swallow liver if you give it to them having it mixed in something like taco meat hamburgers meatloaf um chili whatever we said like there's a lot of different ways you could mix it in with a ground beef or something else. That's going to be a way to get it into their diets too to help provide them those nutrients as well. And I think going off of like how to get into your diet, like where are you purchasing this? If you go to like Walmart, Target, you're, you're not going to see liver there, which is probably good. I got my Target liver. Got my Target <laughs> liver. Got Saved some money, bought it at Walmart this week. Um, 
you're most likely going to have to get it through a local store or a local farmer, which is really reassuring in the fact that like you can actually see the farm probably, you know the people you're getting it from. Trying to get it from a grass-fed source is going to be your best bet. Mm -hmm. But I think as long as you like know your farmer, and a lot of times people will purchase a steer or like a quarter of a steer or like my friends that they had a steer and they didn't want the liver. Like every steer has a liver. Like most people would just throw it out. So just make sure that you save it. And I'm sure, I'm just thinking about this now, I'm sure wherever – if say you have a steer and you go to get it butchered, I'm sure if you say, hey, do you have any extra liver? I'm sure there's many people that did not take their liver. So you'll probably honestly be set for like the yeah, year. Yeah, for real. And I I feel like, you know, just even like the name of the episode, like raw milk and liver girlies. I don't know if it gives like a certain connotation or if it just seems like, okay, they're way too crunchy or way too far out there. Or like that's weird. But I think it's again, like don't knock it until you try it type of thing where – um, there's so many health benefits. It's not like Jensen and I woke up one day and we were like, oh, I'd love to eat liver and like drink straight from a cow's teeth. Like <laughs> that sounds like the most delicious thing I can think of. No. It's my perfect Friday night. <laughs> Date night. You get the liver. I'll get the cow milk. Um, but I think like as you get more into seeing the benefits of something, from a health perspective of like look at the nutrients in this or look at all the positive benefits for health of this yeah then you start to think how can I incorporate this into my life and my diet Mm -hmm. how can I make this uh part of my diet and and not be grossed out by it and I think another thing to be said is I feel like people with fruits and veggies do this sometimes like if they go on a diet and they normally don't eat fruits and veggies but they're limited to eating fruits and veggies because of a diet then they're like a few weeks in they're like oh I'm kind of craving that or you know mm-hmm. what a carrot doesn't taste too bad by mm-hmm. itself at first I had to have it with all this ranch now like it doesn't taste too bad I feel like it can be the same sort of thing where it might not be like this is the best thing I've ever eaten but you can find a way to incorporate it that you're like well this isn't bad and then your body is enjoying the nutrients of that so much that you're naturally going to crave it when you start to incorporate it if it's something your body needs and wants. Yeah, no, I haven't had liver in like a week and I'm debating when I make it because my parents are coming and I don't want the house to really smell Take bad when they They're going to be like, oh, your house smells great. What's that new scent you have? And I'm like, um, it's liver. It's not a Bath and Body Works candle. It's not a Bath and Body it Works candle, natural. mom. I'm, liver. It is my liver scent. And then I like Us- feel- we're gonna create a line of candles for this podcast that are liver scented liver scented (laughs) disgusting raw milk candle um but yeah I I haven't had it in a while and it's like I feel like I need it and I like I'm actually looking forward to making it and having a piece just because I know it's doing so much good for my body like I just I know that it's it's healing me from the inside out and it's like when you're sick whenever you've gone like maybe on vacation you haven't ate the best like you can really just like up your up your minerals and your vitamins really quick with just a few pieces of liver yeah yeah multivitamin multivitamin Mm, quick and easy we love our liver we do different ways yeah for sure i don't know do you have anything else to add i'm trying to think let me look at my list to make sure i hit all my points you know i'm very passassionate about this i do so are you we're both very jensen's newer to the raw milk and liver life not that i've been doing this since like i was 14 like this is something more recent for me too but um I just you're you're burning with passion for your liver and raw milk maybe in like our Instagram post when we post about this episode we'll like you can like 
write up how you make your liver and I'll write up Ooh. how I make it just so you can try Jensen's method or Rachel's method. Whoa. Very different. So yeah, I like it. Um, if any of you have questions or something to add or curious about raw milk or liver yeah if you have any recipes or if you yeah if you have any questions we'd be happy to look into it um but yeah yeah i think that's our episode for today though yeah we hope you learned a lot we hope you go do some of your own research and inspired yeah and if you have raw milk near you we hope you try it because game changer yeah send tag us in pics of you drinking your raw milk or at your local your farm <laughs> milking your cow into your cow <laughs> these people that are listening they're like we already have our own cow you're like way behind the game yeah we're yeah if if you do uh tell us we'll bring you on the podcast to talk tell us all about milking a cow you can give us all the rundown. I should have said this. This is episode three. We should have said this episode one. We are going to have guests on our podcast. So if you think you have some topic you'd like to discuss, hit us up because we're always looking to get another voice on here. So it's not just us. Yeah, for sure. But that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Um, please leave us a comment, send us a message, subscribe. Um, we're still trekking along with this podcast and we're happy to be here. We're having so much fun and we hope you're enjoying listening as much as we're enjoying sharing. So we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.